Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Cinematic Universe podcast, the bonus podcast, uh, our special edition. Uh, we decided we loved watching bad movies so much uh, that we had to keep it rolling. Um, I hadn't been tortured like that in quite some time, uh, so we've decided to start rolling more things in, and we've got a holiday edition today, uh, Saving Christmas uh, with Kirk Cameron. Uh, truly mind-blowing movie. Uh, I, I don't know if you should watch it. I think listening to the show is going to be enough. Um, but to talk about it today, uh, we have a friend of the show, uh, co Brian's other co-host, his mistress, uh, John Cullen. <laughs> hey, thank you. Love being called Brian's mistress. That's a nice, uh, it's a nice way of putting it. And uh, yeah, you get all please. the treats and the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, you don't want those though with brian it's not you, you want to yeah, have these, a straightforward relationship with brian it's when the treats and the gifts get involved that it gets real weird <laughs> yeah this is a, this is his idea of a treat yeah well, John this is, please don't watch this movie i just want to get that out there brett uh, uh, uh please uh you know you sort of alluded to it but yes just let this episode be your guide and trust us when we say that you should never watch this movie, please. Can I say this, though? By the way, John, you're lucky because you don't get the 45-minute conversations about my sciatica that Brett does. So Yeah, that's yeah. wife you, talk. That's wife talk. You miss that, right? That's true. I don't, get the, I don't get the sciatica. It's mostly excuses as to why he can't fucking get it in, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I get. He doesn't get yeah. into detail as to why. It's just a more like, ah, oh, not tonight, honey. Oh, get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, this movie, I am going to be controversial here and say, I think you should watch it. And I think, really, you should gather your whole family around the TV. And it's a YouTube movie. It's free. Uh, unless you have the bad YouTube with commercials, then... Brett, did this have mid-roll ads or just the oh, commercials yeah. at the beginning? No, I had ads like every 15 so minutes for like Liberty University. Um, oh. There was an ad for, there was one that had like all these people in crisis, like holding their head and it said, Jesus had anxiety too. And then it's like some <laughs> website to go take care of your anxiety in a Jesus-y way. Uh, probably why, just praying, would, I guess praying in the Bible. That's all they got. Why would Jesus have anxiety? Like, what could he yeah. possibly be anxious about? Getting killed, getting crucified. Yeah. He Get was nervous. Here, he saw them building this giant human-sized cross in the backyard, and he was like, I wonder who that's for. What's going on there? What's the deal with that? He got a little bit worked up about it. Uh, one, one. <laughs> All crosses were human-sized back then because it hadn't become the symbol for necklaces. Um, well, and if you believe Kirk Cameron, all Christmas trees are crosses, too. So we do have to also take that into consideration. <laughs> what a nutty. This movie's so fucking nutty. Like, yeah. I, I think I have to say, I have watched every bad movie that's ever existed. I mean, when I hear a movie is bad, I fucking need to see it more than anything. And this movie is one the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't I don't know if I could make an argument that this movie is not the worst thing. Not movie. Thing. TV, 
fucking, I have watched, I watched a Fear Factory, a two and a half hour Fear Factory documentary that was mostly songs and the dumbest humans in the world talking. And this was fucking worse than that. Like I got less. Oh, this was way worse uh, than the Fear Factory one for sure. Yeah, I would say the, the, the thing that when Brian said that most of the movie takes place in the front seat of a car, uh, I was not prepared for like actually how much of the movie is just <laughs> two guys sitting in a car. Well, it was it, so I tweeted I tweeted today that I was like I, I, I tweeted I was like I'm 15 minutes in to Kirk Cameron saving Christmas for Street Fight and I deserve some sort of medal for this. And then someone replied to me. Um, I want to get the exact wording right because uh, it was really funny. Someone replied to me and they basically said exactly that. Oh, yeah. Someone just replied. Rude Beast replied to me. They stay in that car for the whole movie. And then <laughs> and I was like 15 minutes in. And even then being already in it and Kirk Cameron and uh, Brian Doan or whatever his, his name is uh, are already in the car. And I was like, there's no way. I mean, I think I think this guy's lying to me. Like he's exaggerating that they're in the car for the whole movie, and then they were in the car for the whole movie. It was <laughs> yeah. insane. It was crazy. Besides the one cringe, cringy dance at the end uh, that tied it all together and made it a celebration. <laughs> okay, the other. So the other. I think also, yeah. If you are interested in in oddities and things like that, it probably good, is good to watch this because Kirk Cameron is also trying to play like fifth or sixth dimensional chest he's he's talking about stories while he's making a movie and he's kind of winking at the camera and all of it is all like interwoven together like we're making a movie right now we're writing a story right now you can write your own story it was so it was just a very weird perspective i thought for me also brett it's like he wouldn't just be in the movie it was like he kept saying what he was doing in the movie (laughs) First yeah. of all, I have to say this. One, I sent Brad a text that said this movie cost $2,000 to make. I, You could never oh. convince me this cost more than $2,000 to make. It cost five, th- 500000 I looked it up. cost 500000 wow. to make, and they made it back. They made it back. Oh, the yeah. box office for this movie was pretty solid. It was like four mil or something like that. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. Christians will go see anything. With the fucking main character's name is Christian too. That irritated me. That is so funny. That's what I I mean. It was like not hiding anything. Oh no, 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 no. This is the most Christian movie. I think this is the most Christian movie I've ever seen. And and people be like, oh, the Passion of the Christ is a pretty Christian movie, but there is like filmmaking going on with the Passion of the Christ. Like it is a movie. It is like a cinematic like thing this is spectacle. yeah it's a yes spectacle. and but this has all of the hallmarks of christianity and that it is ultra corny too and brett said the word that i didn't get in my mind but smarmy this is the smarmiest movie ever made well it's like so the guy's name's darren doan not brian sorry sorry for the grave error um, but yeah, like the, the movie starts with a talking head, like oh, that's, what, that's that. already when it kicks it off. The movie literally starts with Kirk Cameron sitting by a fire and saying, 
oh, guess what? You were about to watch a movie about Christmas and it's going to be insane. And then the other thing that's crazy about this movie that you guys were sort of touching on is like, this is a movie about Christianity, but like, but it's not for Christians either. Like a lot of Christians would watch this and be pissed off. So it's like, it's like, that's the other crazy part of it too, is that there's lots of aspects of the sort of, because it's not, you would, going into this, you think it's going to be a traditional, like, war against the people who are like, keep Christ out of Christmas, you know? And like, I just want Christmas to be about spending time with my family. Like, that's what you think it's about. You think it's about Christians who are uh, uh, warring against people who, uh, like, you know, secular people who celebrate Christmas. But no, it's a war against Christians who think that Christmas isn't Christy enough. It's like this very weird thing. I mean, we'll get into it, but that was the, that was the funny part to me is that you make this Christian movie that, yeah, like you said, Brian, uh, you know, I know this from the comedy world. There exists this entire Christian sphere of entertainment that Christian people will go see no matter what, and they're just pumped to see it. And then this movie would also alienate them and not just like <laughs> us regular guys, which is crazy. Yeah, I... I I immediately when I just to go back to the 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 budget thing, I at the end I was like they didn't pay any of these actors. These no, people uh-huh. all did it on a handshake, all did it for Christ. I Kirk Cameron seems like he just said like thanks buddy, we're doing this for well, Jesus. Well, they are actually it's all their actual families. That's why. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all it's all like Kirk Cameron's like actual children. Like if you look at the cast, it'll talk uh, about like it'll talk about like party goers, so it's got so Cameron Ridenour is Bridget Cameron's kid. Everett Ridenour, Reese Ridenour, those are all Kirk Cameron's sister's children. Then there's uh. a bunch of a bunch of Shannons. I don't know how they're related. Then there's a bunch of Wilsons. And then yeah, and then like all of Kirk Cameron's children are are in it as well as his wife. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's just like a very and then all of Darren Doan, the guy who plays Christian, all of his kids are in it too. So it's it's probably honestly Kirk Cameron's house. Like is, I would yeah. not be surprised it, if it's just Kirk Cameron's house and they invited all their friends over to watch it. It opens up. It's like f- filming on a t. It's like filming on a phone. Uh, the sitting in the car is like filming on a phone. It all looks that way. Um, but back to what you were saying, John. The attitude of this thing was very surprising to me too because it is like every atheist critique that I had of Christianity. He's like on the defense of it, like you know, oh, it's not pagan at all. Actually, like we did it first, you know, like he, it, when, yeah, he's, he, he takes it to this place where he has an answer for everything and he has it so figured out and that you're never going to beat him. And he's heard it all before. Um, it's just one of those really obnoxious youth pastory things to do, uh, to be like, Hey, you know, I get it. You know, it's stressful. Doesn't seem like Christ is involved with any of this, you know? And then, and then he tells you why he knows more about Jesus and, and Christianity than you do to make you feel bad. So I'm going to, I'm going to blow both of your minds here real quick. Um, so Darren Doan is the director of this movie too. God um, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. This is two buddies, <laughs> but they were yeah. riffing in the backyard. Literally. Yes. Okay. So did came you- up with this. Did you look up Darren Doan on Wikipedia by I any did. chance? Yeah, because he, okay, so, he used to direct uh, music videos for Blink-182. What and Pennywise. Fuck? And Pennywise. Yeah, he directed wow. the, Dam- the Damn It video uh, and a few others. Wow. 
Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. So he is. Yeah, he he directed some Blink One Eighty Two stuff. Uh, Pennywise, um, their concert movie. Um, it doesn't look like he's done any more stuff like that since. No, no, no. He's super, super religious yeah. now. He's not interested in in the in the secular world. Yeah. But I, can I just share really quick while we're on Darren Doe? And I don't know if you had a chance. Did you check out his Instagram, Brian? I did not. No. Okay. Yeah. So his Instagram is insane. He has thirty eight hundred followers. Um. So not super many. Oh, wow. Uh, he, he lives in Idaho. And th- this was my favorite. This is my favorite Instagram post of his. He's got a lot of really good ones. It's at Don Creative Official. Uh, but this is really good. Okay, so this it's literally just a screen cap of a note that he wrote in the notes app on his phone. This is the text. I have under 4,000 followers on Instagram, although my followers have over 5 million following them. Just a stat. Oh, <laughs> okay. And then, the right. ca- and then the caption is, data matters, right? Uh, and, oh. then ha- and then hashtag donut. He says that that's his... Uh, He's really trying to make that a thing. Like, I think he's trying to say, like, doing it, but it's like doing it. Um, yeah, it has the thing here. Uh, he has a meme he posted that says 2021 will be the end of mainstream media news. Corporate funded or sponsored news will most likely be the new term for better or for worse. News and information is 100 percent decentralized. The revolution will be shared. Don't it. Like, oh yeah, he's he's a big conspiracy guy. And then the other thing I noticed too is he he is currently in the process of doing Boyhood, uh, but just with his own son. Uh, so he's released this entire series called Hard Knocks Life because his son's name is Knox, and it and it's it's just filming. Uh, it says uh, see, Hard Knocks Life season one is up now on my YouTube link in bio. The process of documenting my son's life from first grade to fourth was incredibly fun, daunting, overwhelming, and ultimately satisfying knowing God tells a zillion stories at once and it's impossible to see them all. That said, this is a 10-episode series. So this kid, can you imagine being this fucking kid and you grow up and there's a 10-episode series essentially filmed without your consent uh, just out there on the internet filmed by your psycho dad that directed the Damn It video and Saving Christmas. This is like the the dad that used to drag you into the room to watch the VHS tapes of vacation, but like times a million times 5 million. That's some totally that's so brutal. Another post he has is a notes app post uh, that says website notes, right? And then you got a list of four things. Don't network. So he's, he't got to get the don't wait. Question mark. <laughs> no, no, it, it's a fucking foregone conclusion that it's happening, <laughs> sir. Uh, web design cover. So that's the second thing in the list. What does that okay. mean? No idea. Uh, each month, a new design slash uh, splash page uh, by a designer that becomes an NFT. Oh, no. <laughs> don't it. Don't it. God, God don't it. Hashtag don't it. <laughs> 
This guy rules. Here's one last one. One last thing he shared. One last donut here. Uh, (laughs) I find it funny when people use the term spray and pray for putting out tons of content. It's a rhetorical trick. It's called a red herring. It doesn't exist. People act as though they actually have the ability to create enough content to spray. Donut. He's a a philosopher, man. (laughs) He's a social media uh, manager, marketer, I guess. He's like, he's, he's going to do like a Jason Capital thing. He's going to sell like the donut method to uh, tweeting and Instagramming. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, well, that is, he's a weird dude. Weird, weird guy. I love it. He's got a lot on his mind. He's going he's to turn that 4,000 into something huge. <laughs> I mean, he should have like millions. I would uh, uh, 1 million because this movie, if I'm looking at the views, oh, maybe I'm wrong here. Uh, no, they got 140. Oh, no, never mind. That's wrong. They don't have the views uh, visible, I guess, on here. He's, I don't see him. He's living in the shadow of Kirk Cameron. There's no way that those people are going to look for Donut, you know, like he, <laughs> Kirk Cameron. It, people are there to see Kirk. Yeah, it's true. he's the star. It's true. Especially because well, he's listen. like a minister now, right? So, so people like so he's got the credibility too. He's got the acting credibility, but he also has the Christian credibility. So, you know what, Kirk he Cameron also- could do? Share a donut post. Oh, so you're right. Him Put him on. Boost him. <laughs> boy out. Boost him. Yeah. Yeah, that's you got to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron also like I, I can't remember where I saw this tweet, but uh, someone mentioned about Chris Pratt. And there's like Labrador type guys that are just like funny and affable and like put like, you know, carrots in their teeth to look like a walrus or something like they just at night. They're like attacking like sex workers and like doing homophobia and shit. And it feels the same way to me where like he was this really cool or not cool. He was this really uh, funny, you know, TV kid. And then now really just thinks that he's in charge of everything and that he knows how everybody should be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's open this. Let's open this with Kirk's. I think we need to hear how this starts is how I, I've been feeling. Uh, uh, I oh, wasn't it's insane. No movie on Earth yeah. starts. It's like he's doing his own Turner Classic Movies intro, but for his own <laughs> movie as part of the movie. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because you could have said. If you'd have told me about this, right, I would have said, well, I mean, it's not abnormal to kind of on a YouTube video or even like a regular movie to have the person that wrote the movie or somebody from the movie give a little talk before the movie starts. But that all happens before like the title cards and shit or like who like the Liberty University training champions for Christ since 1971, the production companies and shit like that. Like that happens usually before that so it can be not part of the movie. But this is so clearly this is part of the movie. Like, yeah. So I said, he's doing it like a, he's doing like a story within a story thing. It feels like I felt, I felt the same way. Like I was being dragged into something now where he's like, let me, let me, let me uh, place you in the middle of this little scenario and show you how great Christmas is. And and he starts going on and on about how, you know, some people love it. Some people hate it. Uh, some people think it's not Christian enough. It, let's just, just lay it on us. Yeah, here it is. 
Welcome, everyone. I am so glad you're here. I love Christmas. I admit it. I love everything about Christmas time. I love the cookies. This list is so long. I love the fire. I love the presents. I love the stockings. I love the tree. I love the fudge. I love the lights. It's a great time for growing out the winter beard. I love everything about it. I love the music. I love the carols and the <laughs> You hymns. think he's done, I love but no. Nope. kids. <laughs> the and one word the sums that all up. When you say Christmas time, it's all everybody imagines is like a whole room full of shit. We know exactly what you mean. You don't have to say them all individually. Yeah. I love the stockings. I love the chair I'm currently sitting on. I love the air that I breathe. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. And this, he's, he's about to say hot cocoa for the first time, and then he says it 40 more times in oh, this movie. So this guy's a, he's obsessed with hot chocolate. This guy it's, loves hot chocolate. It's his drug. It's like, yeah, yeah, he has a very weird relationship with that. And, or it's just one of those <laughs> things where everybody's like, it's just undeniably the best. And like, I don't know. I mean, I stopped drinking it like forever ago. When I was a kid, I stopped drinking it after that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I stopped drinking it when I was fucking probably nine or so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll enjoy a cup of hot chocolate every now and again, but it's not forming the basis of my winter. <laughs> right. True. There's so there is, and I will say that there is a lot of hot chocolate in this movie. Like, there's a ton. So of, much. It, not so even much. just curd. It's not a, it's not a sin. It's not a sin. It's not a sin. <laughs> I, I drink it like it's a sin, but I swear it's not a sin. I guess, man. It feels like in a movie where they show an alcoholic and like every time they're on the screen, they're pouring a shot and like downing the shot, you know, uh, for him, it's hot cocoa. And he also told all of his friends like, Hey, if you're going to be in this movie, we're drinking hot cocoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here's it in the air at Christmas time, wherever you go, there's something that makes people want to be more kind. Not true. At Christmas, they want to be more compassionate, nope. more helpful, Mm-mm. more generous. Donations go up all around the world. The, the, something the something that makes people, is it's obligation. That's the something. It's people feel obligated <laughs> yes. to do it. And, people and it's also them. like every charity actually tries at Christmas or not like, you know, <laughs> obviously they're trying all year round, but it's like the Salvation Army isn't standing with a kettle outside of the grocery store in June. So, True. you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is also for Christmas bonuses are like the only time during the year that people probably have extra money to even make that decision, you know? Totally. Yeah. Also, the only time of year people have any time off to do anything. Bring others in from out of the cold and help them, clothe them, feed them. Okay, this is just a And best of all, I think dude. there's something about Christmas that all of us sense deep inside that says something big happened and because of it everything is gonna be okay i don't i i i I think that's pretty good logic i think he got me there he kind of blew my mind a little bit (laughs) something big happened (laughs) yeah obviously we have to do this there's no way to get out of it it's never going away we have to for the entire month act like crazy people and and play along with all of this for sure. I think that's true, but I think it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is just like, uh, it, it's it's the tricky sort of religious way where they always they always try to get you on a technicality, yep. you know? It's like, it's like, oh, you probably love Christmas. Like, I love Christmas. Uh, you know, I, I'm a secular guy. I love Christmas. I don't care, but 
um, you know, it's like he's trying to get you on it. Like, oh, you like Christmas and you say it's not because of Christ. But I mean, something pretty big is happening. You kind of have to admit. Yeah, it might. It might be God. You know, I mean, I, I sing about Jesus in December. Like I put the songs on and we'll belt out any baby Jesus song. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess like, well, let's let's see more. Here comes. Mm-hmm. And I love hot chocolate. Oh, okay. But have you noticed? Some people would love to what a fucking segue right there. And I love hot chocolate. But have you noticed? <laughs> it's uh, it is like a odd like it is an just... odd little piece too where he's like now we're almost I think we're about a minute into this speech which is a really long time for this. Like you really And if we're not, not even close. We're, it's there's like 3 more minutes. Yeah, but if you're not giving information that helps with the viewing of the movie, this is too long. You're you're supposed to say, "Hey, I'm Kirk Cameron, and uh, I made all my family throw a party, and then I made a guy come in and film it all, <laughs> and now yeah. he's a weird freak that fucking is trying to come up with his own catchphrase." But forget about that. I'm here to save christmas he doesn't even save christmas you know that that was something that pissed me off i thought kirk cameron dude i thought he was gonna like help santa claus uh fucking fight some like fight somebody that's trying to end christmas or or any of that stuff he doesn't even save christmas in this movie he's at all he saved it for scroogey christians the Scrooge Christians, he turned them around so they could see God's glorious light. Because even if you only have 3,000 followers, that's 5 million people you're connected to. It's <laughs> a great point. It's a great point. And we don't think about that enough, you know? Yeah, uh, data. Yeah, it is. And, and I, what I, ag- I agree with you, Brian. And I think the most misleading part of it is the cover. Like yes. on the cover, he's kind of almost doing like a Jean-Claude Van Damme sort of like kicking at the camera kind of like it's not meant to look like a karate kick it's meant to look more like a happy sort of leap but the way that his legs are positioned it kind of looks like he's about to do something badass and 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 then it's got obviously in big letters kirk cameron saving christmas and you're like this guy is gonna do some shit he's gonna be in a helicopter probably i don't know but it looks dope and John, you might not know this about me, but I am extremely susceptible to Christianity, like the same way I am to drugs. Like when they say stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, if something big happened, but they're fucking all tricksters and liars because they do shit like that. They put stuff out that says we're doing saving Christmas. It looks like die hard. And then they, they're like, you know, I'm actually going to save it inside of your heart for Jesus Christ. And it's like, oh, God damn it. I thought it was a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause it is a movie. So you, that's what you think. You're like, ah, this. I didn't think this was going to have a message. I thought you were going to load Christmas lights into a gun and shoot them at someone. There's zero narrative. It is like just a guy losing faith in a car while someone explains. It's just basically it's like an argument that they filmed, you know, or like the straw man that they build inside their head. Like he just took him to the mat. That's what it is. It's nothing approaching like a story. 
No, I really felt like I was promised madcap action at the very least. Like, I don't think I thought he might shoot somebody because I did know it had he's a Christian and I knew everybody was a Christian. But I I did think like maybe somebody would slip on some ice and land on their butt. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, something like small that. Small town, anything. a fucking small town rowdiness of like uh, having to get all the toys together by midnight or something. You're driving around real crazy. Anything, please. <laughs> that nothing happens in this movie. You, if you were rating this movie, like if they were like, you need to give this a rating as in the PGR, you know what I'm talking about? You would not even give this a G because nothing happens in the whole movie it is for babies it feels like it's for uh, me and brad always had that had this this like joke about how like you know my grandma was real quiet when i was a kid and and people saw that as some kind of like stoic like uh uh you know she's stoic and genius and shit like that but really as i got older i realized you know she was just stupid <laughs> 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 it, it, it's honestly i so i did this um i did this podcast uh that was called making my friend listen to christian rock and it's like one guy who sort of grew up in a christian household showing like christian rock bands to his friend and they invited me on and we talked about this band called audio adrenaline uh who were basically like they would just sort of shape shift to like whatever was popular at the time the album came out uh, but do like a Christian version of it. So the the album we listened to, it was very much like the Gin Blossoms. Like it was like that sort of like jangle pop alt rock was like popular at the time. And I was like, this album is for the like rare Christian parent who saw the Gin Blossoms as threatening. You know, because those people <laughs> right. do exist, right? Like there were yes. Christian parents who were like, the Gin Blossoms are talking about kissing. Oh, we can't Sexually have that charged. in our house. And so this is like, this is like for Christian parents who are like afraid to show their kids home alone or whatever. It's like, you know, or, or even, I mean, home alone has yeah. violence, like even something tame or like they're afraid to show their kids the Grinch. They're like, ah, you know, we don't trust any, any time someone has to do three hours of body makeup and, and that's Jim Carrey in there. And he did some really mean bad movies, you know? And so we, we can't show you the grit. Like this, this movie is just for parents who like, want to show their kids a Christmas movie, but they're scared to show them anything that might be like even a little bit offside. And then they would get, you would be, if I'm okay, if I'm one of those Christian parents, I'm then mad at what he made this movie about. Like I'm, I'm then I'm like, he's bitching me out, dude. Like what the hell's going on here? Yeah, it is. It is made for like a closed loop system. Like you either have to be in the in the crowd or not. This was not like a general audience thing. Uh, he he was going to get some just obligatory visits from youth groups and shit like that because they're not allowed to watch any other Christmas movie. I think you yeah. got to be in Kirk Cameron's like specific Church. orbit. Yeah, <laughs> like his orbit. Like maybe one person. Like everybody that watched this movie and actually liked it is somehow one degree away from Kirk Cameron is what I, I really think after watching it, because well, I can't imagine somebody liking this. Like I, I can't imagine like the tiny sliver of people that this movie is made for 
also seem like the tiny or not the top, but a, they seem like the most likely to not like anything ever. So now you've got this movie that's like not good, but like it's playing for people who don't see anything other than like God's not dead and like left yeah. behind and stuff. So I guess maybe it's the same thing as Christian rock is. It's like we hear Christian rock and we're like, this fucking sucks, you know, that like, why would anybody like this? But a Christian hears Christian rock and it's rock to them. They're like, oh shit, yeah. it's rock. Cause they right haven't on. heard anything else. Right. They're like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, they're in a cult. So they're only allowed to, I mean, this is for extreme Christian people that will only, you know, uh, like spend money with, or, or, you know, uh, consume Christian stuff. So, I mean, like I said, they're like forced to do it. Like, I just, I, I don't think, I don't know how much taste they have besides no lack, no choice, you know? Well, and it is weird too, because the movie's main message seems to be, um, it's cool to like spend money at Christmas and like be materialistic. So like, that's the weird part is like, it's, it's almost like I like I agree with you, Brian. Like I think that this movie would actually make a lot of Christian people upset because yeah. it's not really about any particular tenet of Christianity. It's about Kirk Cameron cherry picking stories from the Bible that are only sort of tangentially arguments against the thing that Christian in the movie is saying. And then the the basically the main message seems to be that it's okay to buy a shit ton of gifts and expensive food and party and get drunk on Christmas with your friends because it's what God would have wanted. Like he literally says at one point, it's something like the line is something like, well, it's okay to celebrate with material things at Christmas because Christmas is the celebration of God gaining a material body. And it's like, well, that's not related at all. That's just the same word. You just use the same <laughs> word. That's all. There's nothing related about those two things at all. I had the exact same thought is that it was like just uh, uh, like one of those preachers, the, uh, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I'm sick. I'm sick. I feel like I'm slow as hell. Um, but it does seem like one of those uh, prosperity g- preachers that are like, well, I'm going to, of course, have millions of dollars. Like God isn't a thing where like, he sustains you you have to have stuff in your life you know like you you have to have a big ass house and to put all these christmas trees in because they're so jesusy you know it is going after the the person like the person that's like i won't participate in any of this bullshit and they just put out a jesus jesus is the reason for the season sign out there like he's going after them the most yeah 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 it does feel that way i mean and i think really you guys are also sort of uh uh or I, I would I would push back in that like I think this movie's target like enemy of this movie is atheists in that like I understand that like him saying you know uh, uh, it's all materialism and shit like that in this movie that is done from a Christian perspective but as Brett said earlier all of the arguments in this movie are atheist arguments yeah these were all christmas i was yeah yeah but to hear the druid stuff to hear them do all the things i used to harass christians about because here's the thing we used to i mean these these fucking people like ruined everything and atheists were right to be awful to them and we softened too much because because uh we should be going after them i i do think that like they're awful people but uh i think that this was more to give the audience 
ammo or reason to explain something to like some amazing atheist at their job that is like, you know, actually the 25th is the solstice. And they're like, oh, <laughs> actually the 25th is when God says he's going to open back or start, you know, st whatever it was. I don't remember what his fucking explanation was. Something about the, the darkest time and turning to light or some shit. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, it was exactly that. It was just like, yeah, the, the, the sort of all the explanations that Kirk Cameron offers were very bizarre. I mean, I grew up Christian and uh, not not that I was ever super devout or anything, but like I'm, I have a basic familiarity with the Bible and like the things he was pulling in, I was like, this is just, this is like a very bizarre cherry pick, which I guess <laughs> is like kind of Christian Christianity in general though, right? It's yeah. like you can share, it's like the classic Ned Flanders line. Like I did everything the Bible told me to, even the stuff that contradicts the other stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's kind of like that. Like, it's just like, he's just cherry picking these individual things. And then the part that I thought was very fun or one of the funny parts about the whole argument is that, Christian just immediately accepts all of it. So there's there's sort of like three main things. It's like he he's mad about uh he's mad about well we don't even know if it was Christ's birth and and he's mad about like nativity. Then he's also mad about the Christmas tree and then he's mad about Santa. Those are like his three main things and then Kirk Cameron will go into like a 10-minute story with alternate visuals that take place in some sort of Lord of the Rings Game of Thrones-esque world and then as soon as he's done christian's just like wow i never thought of it like that you're yeah, right he, you're totally right also, man that's that rocks cool <laughs> there's, there's no debate at all he starts no. getting annoyed by like the second time he's like i know you got the best answer for this one like he's just loving yeah. it he's yeah. like loving getting his ass beat he's like thank god for giving my faith back kirk <laughs> yeah, i know you're gonna fucking so amenable to it yeah so kirk goes into at the end of the speech i was gonna play he he talks uh, this this seems to be his thesis statement for the movie and, and and basically he's saying that stories have become so politically correct that they don't have bad guys anymore and that fucking you can't have really good guys without having bad guys this fact or this thing that he says has nothing to do with the movie that you end up watching. No, I wrote that down because I thought it was because uh -huh. again, I thought we were getting into like Kirk beats up Santa or something like that. So the, the exact line or not the exact line, but I literally wrote down quote, our heroes are pussies now because the bad guys are much pussier. It's yes. quite a take. Like that was literally like he didn't say that. And I apologize for using that word. It's just that was literally the message was basically like our heroes when we were kids were strong because they were facing real tough enemies. And now the enemies are so weak and, and they're just such little friggin wimpy weaklings that like, how can a hero be so good? And then I'm like, yeah, Kirk's going to do some ass kicking. And then he turns out to be the hero. And it's very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> right. The hero in a way, the hero in a debate, basically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and it's uh, also the end of the speech, too, gets a little bit like racist for sure. Right. Like, because he because he, he keeps saying groups. He keeps saying like it's at he's like. You know, some groups want to say that Christmas is this and other groups want to say Christmas is this. I'm like, 
are the groups you're referring to people who don't celebrate Christmas? Because that's like the <laughs> vast majority of the world. Like, is right. this just like a racist thing? Like, it's kind of sounded like he was like, well, you know, some groups weren't, yeah. weren't, weren't, weren't try to tell me that uh, Christmas is, is crazy now or whatever. Non-Western nations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, who do you think's watching this, dude? There's not some guy from Iran that's taking this in and it's like, Oh, he's making some good points. <laughs> so a ska version of Silent Night plays. Oof, yeah, that was which, tough. That was yeah, a that tough was, one. And it's long, tough. too. It's Is the it? whole song. They play the whole song, which that's how you know. I knew this. There was nothing in this movie when they played a whole ska song at the beginning and was just like, okay, this seems this seems really weird. Now, uh, um. The next thing I have written as a note is that, uh, so the comic relief guy who I'm not sure his name is ever uh, mentioned. DeAndre. Well, DeAndre's the, the token black guy in this. Oh. Uh, but the, yeah. Are you talking about the conspiracy theory guy, Brian? No, the other guy, the, the, the main DeAndre, I think the DeAndre. DJ. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, DJ. it's De DeAndre is like, it's, he's just such and I, I, again, I don't like to say token black guy, but the tokenism is just so he's like, he's like a jive talking, like they're like, Hey, we're going to do a hip hop dance. Who's going to be the DJ. Oh, it's Deandre. Of course it is. You know, like, it's just, I was like almost embarrassed for this guy. I was like, this is brutal, man. Like, <laughs> it just was so rough. Yeah. I feel the same. Uh, I was going to, I don't how much you know three white guys can wade into this but i also of was course, gonna say yes. this, no i was gonna say the same thing though because it was like it reminded me of terrence k williams or just like doing just stereotypical things you know because it makes them happy with you and when he's they, they have a dance-off at the end and he's the leader of the dance-off when he finally dances he does the carlton banks dance and then he does a james brown splits and it's just the whole movie is is just that yeah, yeah it's, it's tough it's really tough he just he came in and and it was just like it was very much like what you talking about you know and you're just like oh come on dude come on really man what, what are we doing here it was it was rough and it, i think i think why it was so rough is because you could tell that he was in the movie to be the humor guy because there were no yes. jokes there were no right. jokes it was just like hey look at our kind of wild black friend it's just like the idea of like a guy being black is meant to be humorous and that was really like i was like okay it was uncomfortable really like yeah it was very uncomfortable and i know the movie was made in 2014 i mean things have changed since then but 2014 was still we still in 2014 would have been like this is a bit fucked up you know? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so like did he write this or <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> here's what pissed me off now about deandre uh he brings up the fact that they canceled uh, Crazy Shirt Friday. Oh, God. That whole scene is horrible. So yeah. here's the thing. That thread never gets tied up. And I thought this movie <laughs> was going to be about. That was your big problem? That was your big problem with this movie? They never tied up the Crazy Shirt Friday thing. No, they, I thought this movie was going to be end? about it. Yeah, uh, I right. thought this oh, movie was going to be like about crazy shirt Friday. And like, it was going to be a B plot of the movie. I wrote it down 
because I was like, all right, so this guy's mad about Crazy Shirt Friday. Kirk Cameron's probably going to teach him the meaning of Christmas and why he doesn't need a crazy shirt or why crazy shirt should be illegal or what, whatever <laughs> it was going to be. And they never they bring it up one more time, but then they never bring it up again. It's like, what the fuck, man? Um, that made me so mad. I want to know what happened with Crazy Shirt Friday. This is Street Fight. You know, if, if work is canceling Crazy Shirt Friday, we, we might have to get on the side of, of Kirk and, yeah, and DeAndre. Back. Yeah. Uh, Christian I, is, leaves the house and Kirk goes looking for him uh, to give him an intervention. And uh, Christian is now in his car. Christian went outside and uh got in his car and i thought maybe he was going to get in his car and do the like start the car in the garage <laughs> like, okay you were thinking it's a wonderful life rip off maybe a little bit something that i was like there's i mean why is he just sitting in his fucking car man like like so he's sitting in his car maybe he's gonna try yeah uh, it's a wonderful life he's sitting in his car maybe he might like be getting ready to try to commit suicide and then kirk comes out and was like around christmas you shouldn't do that around christmas and then there would be like this whole you know story about that too so now we got crazy shirt friday we got uh uh christian in the car that's uh, now this is becoming a movie to me if we follow the crazy shirt thread and christian you know trying to start the car while he's in it and then maybe like one more c story in the movie and now you're you're making an actual movie is how i feel because i feel like that's that's where this movie fails is that it's not an actual movie um definitely not a real movie i mean the, the whole car thing is also funny to me too because again this is ostensibly a christian movie i mean even if you were having these conflicting feelings about Christmas. I have a hard time imagining you'd be like, fuck my family, fuck my neighbor's family, fuck <laughs> this whole thing. I'm going and sitting in the car. Like it's not, it's not like his wife, he found out his wife was cheating on him at the Christmas party. Like that's when you go sit in the car by yourself outside. It's not because you're like, God, they're just, there's not enough Christ in Christmas. I just simply can't enjoy this time with my family and my close friends. Like it just doesn't make any sense. But remember the beginning, they did like the Christian vision, like Christian, the character vision where like, he's looking at kids smile or he's looking at kids laughing. And we're supposed to think it's like bringing, bringing, bringing him harm to see kids laughing. And like, he's looking at the Jesus, the the Jesus in the corner. He's just like dying on the inside. Oh, it was so weird. Like leading up to that scene too, when, when Kirk is having the conversation with his sister in the, in the kitchen and they're using a shaky cam, I want <laughs> where you were like, is this supposed to be some sort of like raw? Like Kirk's like, hey man, like, what, like what's going on with your husband? And she's like, oh, I don't know. He just kind of hates Christmas. And then all of a sudden, it's like we're in a Jason Bourne movie. It's like this isn't we're, this isn't like a a conspiracy theory being whispered to each other. It's like you're just having a talk in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, he was she was trying to do that like paranormal activity Blair Witch like realism <laughs> like hey this could happen in anybody's house man. Yeah, Chris is to be saved wherever you're at. I see pagan people. <laughs> so the first thing Christian's mad about, first of all, I, I wrote this as a note too. Uh, Christian 
He's married to Kirk's sister, is mad that it's such a waste of money because they could be feeding people and digging wells, and there is no way this is what God wants. And then I mentioned that, like, Christian seems, one of the things he seems to be mad about is a very specific snow globe that is, like, just seems like, like, not everybody has this snow globe and he's just like everybody you know oh what is christmas it's just a a a nativity scene inside of a snow globe in the corner of the living room and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not what you would think would be the symbol of like a pagan christmas like some some fanatical christian walks into a house and they're like can you believe this they put the nativity scene inside of a snow globe I can't, I'm losing my mind. Like you would never, that would never, because didn't it also happen like on a snowy night? Wasn't that like part of the whole like nativity story? I believe, well, Kirk says, actually, that's what we can get into now. Uh, 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 I think the guy probably wanted one of the big, like light up nativity sets on the front yard. You know, that's what he was trying to Christmas. He was trying to do. Or one of the is, ones with a live child playing. Yeah, yes. it's one of the one or the other. <laughs> Surely That's we can spend really all this Christian. money to have a live nativity. We'll get kids to volunteer from the church. Exactly. That's the only way we can do it. We're using real people the way God intended. It's that's real Christian, though. I gotta tell you, like yeah, ten I, times I also, more Christian. I was also surprised when he said that out loud because I'm like, damn, you kind of like yeah, they have a point. Like they are right. Like I mean. God should be providing enough to you that you don't have to go through all this bullshit. You should be feeding people, you know, like, I I don't know. Kirk Kirk is also explaining what a manger is for an inordinate amount of time. And for the listeners that might not know what a manger is, it is not a wood structure. It's a cave. And uh, that's where Jesus was born in an actual, well, he actually made it harder for me to understand. He said it's a cave, but it's also a trough. That yeah, where they animals, feed pigs. They feed pigs out of this trough. It's a yes. cave with a table in the middle for feeding animals, for that's putting true. hay on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's there's there's an alternate movie where it's two pigs sitting in a car arguing about <laughs> eating at eating the last supper at a table. <laughs> so he explains what the manger is and that like so there's this piece of cloth that's like really important and that's the cloth that jesus was born into there were a bunch of soldiers surrounding it and they let jesus be born so that he could die is basically his explanation or the explanation that i gleaned from it but i'm also stupid no that's right that's exactly what they were saying so there was also oh there was also a weird moment when he's talking about the nativity. Kirk Cameron, this is when he pissed me off too. And he was like, come on, you really think that they were that skin color? Like he mentions offhandedly, like everybody's stupid for believing in white Jesus. But it's like, uh, you folks only depict him that way though. And buy and, and continue. It's not something to gloss over. If he's a fucking Arab dude, like you should update shit. You know, you can't just like wave your hand at that and be like, oh, of course we believe in blonde eyed blue or blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus, you know, it's whoever we want him to be. Well, he's a Kendall. I need to look up Kirk Cameron, his social media to find out if he shares any pictures of white Jesus now. Like, you know, he's sharing pictures of Jesus currently. 
So I'm sure he's sharing some pictures of white Jesus. Jesus um, is like Jesus is like a Candyman figure to me. Just like the more that we say the name, it just kind of spooks me. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> so uh, DeAndre and the conspiracy guy go through an interminably long scene, but it's the only real scene with humor in it or anything happening. So I was like, oh, this is here. This is less unpleasant than the rest of the movie. Yeah, I mean, they were trying to go back and forth. I mean, the conversation wasn't too wooden. You know, it was bad, but it it wasn't like... It, I could tell they thought they were having a good time with each other, which was is enough for me to just ignore it. But uh, yeah, they there was nothing going on there for me. I don't even remember yeah. what they were saying. That was funny. Uh, it was like 5G and stuff like that. They were talking about all that stuff. Oh, oh I loved the I loved the one part where he was like uh he was like, Oh, you guys have heard of Area 51? How about Area 52? That's where they take all the Christmas stuff that they confiscate and they put it there. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> it was one. Like, it was like, what? What does that even that doesn't even mean anything? What are you talking about? Like the entire thing as a comedian, it was very it was just a series of non-jokes. Yes. It's like you see you see this sometimes uh, when you when you go to open mics and stuff where it's like you can tell people have watched comedy before because they understand what a joke is supposed to sound like. And that's mm. what this is. It's like a cadence, it has a cadence of it's a he's doing nonstop jokes and he's like hiding his face behind the coffee mug and you're like, "Oh, this is it, it has the appearance of like, oh, this is very funny, except it's all not jokes. It's just like things that kind of sound like jokes. And uh, I also looked up that guy, and uh, he is a Christian rapper who goes by the name of Shames Worthy. So Damn, okay. you don't throw the shame out there like right at the beginning, you know? Well, it's because it's like James Worthy, the famous like Lakers player. So I think that's what he's kind of going for there. Yeah. I think you just want to hide the shame, though. Shame, shame to... from Christ, or sh- worthy yeah, of shame from Christ. I don't know. What does that even I have mean? No, no clue. I have no idea. It was just like it was very bizarre because I think sometimes when you watch these like shitty movies, and I guess just because Kirk Cameron is involved, you assume that like everyone's like a big star or whatever. And then I like look, I like look this guy up. Or not big star, but that like in the Christian world they would have some sort of following or whatever. And then you yeah. like look the guy up, and he's got like. 300 Instagram followers and you're like, oh, he's just like Kirk Cameron saw him at his church one night and was like, hey, be in my shitty movie. <laughs> yeah. When I was in Dallas, there was constantly billboards for Christian acting schools. Um, so I yeah. honestly thought there would be some sort of mm-hmm. like, yeah, industry in place that he was pulling people from. And this because well, I know with type- comedy, it's like that. Sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Well, this would just be the type of movie you'd want to be in. You would think this would be like as big as it gets. Right. For, yeah. For Christians. It's Kirk Cameron made totally. the movie. It's a Christmas movie. This seems like like you're you're operating on the highest level, like an Oscar movie for Christian circles. And like none of these people found much success at all. I mean, they're hiding yeah, the amount of views of the movie on YouTube. It's sickening to me. I yeah, it's crazy. To- it's crazy because I yeah, and I I think of that like I, I think of it too, and it's because it's the same with comedy. Like the like if you look at the Forbes list of like the top ten highest grossing comedians, there will always be like one or two, uh, and they're usually like sixty year old ladies from like 
Fayetteville, Louisiana, who, and you're like, I've, I've, I'm a professional comedian. I've never heard of this person in my life. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, she grossed $7.7 million last year. And you're like, what? So I just, whenever I see some kind of Christian entertainment like this, I just assume, like, oh yeah, they probably have a huge following in the Christian world. But uh, nope, not here. Not here for Kirk and Darren. Don't, hashtag don't it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't it. it. Just don't it, everybody. Just don't it, baby. Just fucking, it went in doubt. Just don't it, baby. So Christians now pissed off about Christmas trees. Uh, they're not in the Bible. Uh, he calls it a pagan idol worshiping thing. And Kirk starts saying, which God? And Christian says, Jesus wasn't even born in December. And then Kirk is getting increasingly more uh, confrontational. and be like, Which God? Which God? Which God Smug. you talking about? Yeah. yeah, the corners of his lips are turning up, and he's just like so ready to beat beat this guy down, just like logic him and show him the power of Christ in the Bible. I couldn't <laughs> tell if Kirk Cameron was um, was acting like really well there because that's what I get like in arguments when I, when I know I'm about to make an amazing point. My, you can see it all over my face. Right. I couldn't tell if that was amazing acting or if he was just on the verge of breaking the entire time because it was just him and like presumably his friend sitting in a minivan. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think he is like a natural pastor energy. Like when he gets in the car, like the way he goes is he's like, hey, you don't like Christmas? I get it. You know, of course. I get man. it, man. I get it. We're all it the same. You- yeah. You know, but the thing about it, you don't know. And then it's just like, oh, God, here we go. He's taking your hand and walking you down the road. He's about to educate your ass, you know, and he's so fucking smug about it. There is so that the, the uh, explanation we get is that uh, Jesus really liked trees. There's a lot of trees in the Bible. Yeah, that, I couldn't follow that one at all. <laughs> it, it, no, because it, it's literally what Brian is saying. He was like, well, think about the Garden of Eden was a garden right what what grew the forbidden fruit that was a tree you don't think god trees. had trees yeah he's literally like there's trees in the bible so christmas trees are christian bingo bango yeah. it was <laughs> crazy i mean crazy logic like it, it, it doesn't make any sense uh but it, the i love lights, it. that's john the lights one. thing i would love oh. for you guys to explain lights because he said trees back then trees have always I, had lights on them that lights are an important part of the christmas tree but christmas is supposed to be so old that they're like pre-thomas edison christmas was so how did they even have lights is i guess did thomas edison yeah he invented light i would yeah i would have left the lights <laughs> yeah. out i didn't get that one they used candles i think i think uh, candles, there it right? is dummies that's so dangerous super dangerous yeah i'm sure there are tons of people died from christmas tree accidents yeah <laughs> back well, in the God day kills we have to have light on here okay <laughs> yeah. just, i don't i don't know what else to tell you so uh, it happens in december because we need warmth in the coldest months of the year but if that was true it'd be february i'm just that's just a little thing i was a little pissed about so uh my next notes just say i guess adam did something in a tree and I guess the Bible is huge into trees. No, that's literally the argument. Again, yeah, that's literally the argument. There's trees in the Bible. Therefore, Christmas trees are not pagan, even though like the research is like almost assuredly Christmas trees are pagan. Like there's almost no debate, but it's it's yeah, it's awesome. But that's the thing is he's serving you up the answer. You just point to your temple and you say, 
hey, uh, where do you think that forbidden fruit grew on? You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was and, then, and, and Christian's that, that always like, us. fuck. You could tell that that's where Christian's oh, mind yeah. is blow. Whoa, there are trees in the Bible. Holy <laughs> shit. And the fruit thing. God kind of is into, he's really into fucking trees. He put them everywhere. <laughs> Dude, when I think about it now, whenever I go to church and I look at the mural on the wall in the youth room, there's trees all over that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about Adam? Did I don't, pardon me for not knowing, but did Adam put fruit in the tree where the per- forbidden fruit was? Because that was one of his arguments was that like we hang ornaments, which are fruit, because Adam put fruit in the tree, nah. I think. Or no, Adam I'm, did something to the tree. No, I think it was just to symbolize the forbidden fruit. Ah, okay. <laughs> I don't All think right. it was to say that this they did that exact ritual. So, yes, exactly. Here we come to Christian finally exasperated. You know what I mean? He's just like, oh, you've refuted two of my arguments but i i think i have something in my back pocket that you could never uh refute (laughs) and that is are you going to try to tell me that santa claus is in the bible um well it's not even that it's that are you going to tell me that santa claus isn't satan they use the same letters (laughs) it's the same (laughs) letters you're telling me Santa's not the devil? <laughs> that was here. I'll play some of that. Uh, I think it. I have you the have whole. To. That's the funniest part of the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> that was shit. really uncomfortable to me, just because it didn't make a whole ton of sense. Um, Becca yeah, just yeah. brought in uh, poutine for me. How Canadian! Oh, oh, you're so Canadian. I like poutine, though. I mean, I need some. It's a delicious treat. No, there is no Santa Claus in the Bible. Okay. Hold, uh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just think about it. Just think about it for one minute. That's the guy, Santa. That's obliterated Jesus. So Santa, Santa, he, Christian believes that Santa obliterated Jesus, which is. That is wild. I think that's true, though. I mean, nobody is celebrating Christmas for Jesus. I mean, it's dorky to do that. I mean, I think that. Yeah, I think that Santa. I mean, I I do agree that like yeah, Santa is way better and has they obviously won and no one you know no one wants to be religious this time of year. Honestly, that was my favorite part of the New Testament. The whole book where Santa beat up Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna. I love. I love that whole thing. I think it's in Ruth. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, he's gonna go further into it. Jesus is gone. The reason for the season is Santa Claus. The kids are saying all across the world, "It's not." I'm so excited to celebrate the birth of Jesus. No, they're saying, "I'm so excited to get my picture taken with Santa Claus." Oh, you make me presents. S A N T A. Rearrange letters. Satan. Santa. Satan. Same letters. Right. Same right. guy. Coincidence. Yeah, Kirk is cheesing okay. right now. Who's completely gotten rid of Jesus, Satan, Santa? <laughs> Where's <laughs> in the Bible? <laughs> Bible. You better watch out. You better oh, not. Oh, oh, oh I you gotta stop it. I'm telling no. you. 
I'm going to go back real quick because I needed, I, this is really the reason I took this timestamp down. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to play this. They sing Santa Claus is coming to town and they get the lyrics wrong and it irritated yes, the piss out of me. <laughs> so here it is. Santa better watch Claus. out. You Kids better not all across the world. It's not, I'm so excited to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Here we go. Here we go. They're saying, I'm so excited to get my picture taken with Santa Claus. Oh, you're going to make me present. We get, go back a little bit. Rearrange letters. I like Satan. that there's a music bed too, Santa? by the way. Same, mm-hmm. same letters. Right? Right. Coincidence? Just what they're listening to, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Here it comes. Okay. And who's completely gotten rid of Jesus? Satan. Santa. Okay. Here they go. The they're going to start singing. I think that's a flop, Brian. Bible. You it's a watch out. You better not pound. You better not cry. I'm telling no, you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. What's the next he line? knows Wrong. when you are sleeping. Right. He knows when you are awake. Right. He knows if you've Omnitious. been good or bad. So we get for goodness sake. Omnitious. Oh, he knows if you've been good or bad. So we get it's bad or it's bad sake. or good. First yeah. of all, it's, it's he knows if you've been bad or good. And it's also you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. It's not you better watch out. You better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. Crazy. He's showing he off. He's showing wrong. how saved he is. He's showing off how he's how Christian he is. He doesn't even know the words. I you know. <laughs> so all the Kirk heads are going to be like, he didn't even get it right, man. Like he's that close to God. He doesn't even care enough <laughs> to like respect Santa in that way. <laughs> so I did not get this almost at all. But basically, Kirk says. The real Santa Claus was a bad, bad dude. And I mean bad in a good way. You're supposed, and to, also, Mike, you're supposed to say Michael Jack like Michael Jackson bad. That's just, that's just the they don't know. Oh about. yeah. So he goes like this. So actually, I can't even explain this. So there is a guy that went around and was telling people that Jesus is lesser than God, which I think is indisputable. Like God is the most powerful, but I'm not going to argue that. I I don't know, you know. No, it's um, the Holy Trinity. It's all three. Okay, so then Santa killed him, from what I could tell. Because my next note yes. just says, "I guess Santa killed a guy." Yeah, yeah, he killed Jesus. Yeah, no, I just, didn't kill that, that Jesus. Scene, he killed that guy. Well, the whole this whole scene too was like. You know, he's like, oh, kids want their picture taken with Santa. Kids want their picture. They want presents, blah, blah, blah. And I think we can all agree Christmas would be objectively very weird if kids took pictures with Jesus. I, Dude, I have a friend who, not him, but he knew some kids that grew up and their presents were, you know, you, you give some presents from you and then you give some presents from Santa and they did Jesus instead of Santa. So there are families that do Jesus instead of Santa on the presents, maybe not like taking pictures with Jesus. That would be pretty wild. It's like, Oh, are you a mall? Are you a mall? Jesus? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Got growing out. Sorry. Got growing it out at the end of the summer. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My um, friend's grandma insisted on getting a birthday cake for Jesus on every, they had like a literally happy birthday. Jesus cake on the 25th. No. Ooh. That seems sacrilegious in a way to me. Like you're making fun of the whole thing. It does, especially because we've established from this movie we don't actually know when Jesus was born. Yeah, and then Christian just, just goes like, and then Christian just says Santa is the man, 
And and then <laughs> very weird. And then he he realizes oh. that he ruined Christmas. I'm going to make an argument here too. Nobody at the party seems to notice that Christian has gone outside. Yeah, you yeah, would think especially having like you'd especially you you'd think having younger kids like at some point the like 8-year-old kid comes out and knocks on the window of the minivan like <laughs> daddy, daddy, why are you in the car with Kirk? It's so weird. You guys have been in there for a really long time. Come play guns yeah. with me. You can't get away from an 8-year-old for longer than 90 seconds. Um, also, I wanted to say this. I've heard this St. Nicholas story before in a Veggie Tales episode um, <laughs> where they paint St. Nicholas as this like Robin Hood guy that was like stealing all of the king's money and giving it to poor people on the 25th, um, which I like that kind. Of, I mean, I could get down with that kind of stuff. Um, but his version is just, yeah, some Viking show on on the learning channel it did it looked like a viking show actually even kirk even says before the sort of like visual kicks in he's like it's kind of like a lord of the rings type thing you know like he even sets it up by it's like uh, okay what (laughs) yeah so yeah he went to the council of nicaea where they were trying to uh get rid of jesus as like part of uh of like the the faith or like the holy trinity like jesus wasn't actually god he was just some guy that talked to god and he went there and beat the shit out of the guy or killed the guy (laughs) that was trying to get jesus taken out of like the hall of fame and the guys (laughs) who get killed are just deandre and the conspiracy theory guy with beards and different costumes (laughs) which i also appreciate it they're smited also. I don't think this yeah. is tech. Sorry. Yes. Yes. There. <laughs> I don't know if, yeah. My and apologies. I got I to say, I don't know. If, again, maybe he didn't kill him, but the guy was laying on the floor and on the ground, probably a floor, you know, they were just in Kirk's house, but yeah, uh, he his in, in, his, in his basement or his garage. Yeah. And he's just laying on a floor and Santa has a long cane and he just fucking wrecks his head with it. So, I mean, that's usually a sign of killing. So um, Christian believes that he ruined Christmas and, and he doesn't want to go into the party. And Kirk tells Christian that he needs to go back into the house and say, I was wrong. I blew it. I didn't think anybody, uh, uh, and this is my note, I didn't think anyone even knew he left. Because <laughs> they don't have people in the house. They don't cut to people in the house fucking saying like, hey, where's Christian or anything? It just like, yeah, nobody cares. There's so many people in there that like, it, there's no reason. And, and well, it's now that I think of, go ahead, Brad. The, the way that it's filmed, this is kind of like a 24 type thing where this is minute to minute so they have been in the car for 45 minutes at this point yes yes well and it's also weird like this movie very clearly has a lot of padding uh like obviously we get the like the seven minute talking head at the beginning we get the full like four minute credits there's like 10 minutes of bloopers at the end there's this weird hip-hop dance routine you would think if you wanted to pad out the time of the movie properly show us more of what's going on inside the house. Would that not make sense to be like, Mm. instead of it being like exclusively, okay, the Kirk and Christian thing in the car is done. Now we're going to do this hip hop dance routine. Wouldn't it make more sense to be like, oh, the kids are playing in the house. And then one kid wonders where daddy is. And then mommy says, oh, he's having a very important conversation in the driveway with Kirk. 
you know, or whatever, like that would be more interesting than the way they decided to pace it out. Exactly. Yeah. So fucking lutely. Or they could have showed them planning the hip hop dance. They like they could have planted the hip hop dance net number seed. Like totally. earlier in the movie totally. would have been mm-hmm. another thing. You yep. wouldn't even think anybody knew what hip hop was in that house at all. No, they definitely showed they didn't know. <laughs> Kirk, uh uh there I, I have like just a couple more things I wanna play. Kirk uh tells a story here that I'm going to play a little bit of here. Yeah, so. I love this. This is where this is where Christian comes back in the house. He's decided he's like he's like, "You know what, Kirk, you've made a bunch of great points. I'm ready to get <laughs> back to the party." And he celebrates coming back to the party by doing a face-first dive across the foyer floor into the Christmas tree. So, and when yeah, you say and- padding, slow motion also, we're just yes. to add to the pad. Yes. This story right here lost me. I didn't I this was such a fucking reach. It was like, guys, wrap it up. You got nothing. You're working with nothing here. <laughs> here it yeah. is. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be brought low to be humbled as a little child to get the right perspective on Christmas. Look at the presents around your tree. When you see them from this perspective, see how they look like a city skyline. The mind of a child. <laughs> Just literally like a four-year-old. You've got to be like, humbled. You've got to be humbled into laying on the floor to get into the mind of a child. <laughs> okay, okay. The, so presence, the presence, they look like a city skyline. <laughs> but that look is at a- that. Look city- at that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine oh, the new draw this right now. Yeah, this, this city, also fucking bugged me is that he added in extra structures. He yeah. added in extra yeah. stuff. Like it's not like he lined up the packages to look like it. He kind of just filled in some some towering <laughs> parts that aren't part of the gifts. Well, and no. this is what we were talking about with the material thing earlier. Like he's like, imagine a new Jerusalem, a heavenly yeah. city whose builder and architect is God. Yeah, the city is made out of presents. It's made yeah, it's out of beautiful, sweet Christmas presents. Cold it's a drone boxes. for little Jimmy. It's a Xbox for <laughs> little Jackson. It's like what? Yes, it is the bizarre. Yeah, and the wall of the city was adorned with all kinds of precious stones. And what's at the center of that city? A tree. He loved in trees. Jesus loved in trees. The tree of life, made available by the conquering blood of Jesus to all who believe. This tree, full of healing leaves. This tree, full of fruit. This tree, full of lights that shine in the darkness. Lights that shine over the city. Yeah, he he like he like definitely gets oh, you out of trouble with your super religious relatives. Like they're like, <laughs> if you're so Christian, why do you have a tree in here? That's not a Christmas tree. That's a tree of life. Don't you read the Bible? <laughs> I'm trying to imagine someone over- actually using this argument in uh, real yes. life. You know, like because there had to be right. Like there had to be a Christian person who was like at a Christmas party the year this came out, and they're like old, like super religious uncle. 
was like, oh, you know, Christians don't know how to celebrate Christmas. And they're like, uh, the presents are a little city. Okay. <laughs> Maybe if you just lie on the fucking floor, Uncle Jimmy, and get humbled like a child, you would understand that. Okay. The presents are in New Jerusalem. The Christmas tree, that's a tree of life. St. Nicholas, he was pretty badass, actually. Okay. You don't even fucking know what you're talking about. It, the whole movie now is, it seems like one of those dare guidebooks on like what to say when people offer you drugs, but it's like what to say when you meet someone more religious than you during Christmas. <laughs> yes, exactly. Over Bethlehem, announcing the birth of the Prince of Peace. Lesser lights that remind us that Jesus is the light of the world and that we are to let our light shine before men. And there's another thing. Okay. Look at those presents again. Stashed Look at those presents, baby. Waiting to be torn open. This isn't bad stewardship. This is doing what God does. Oh. He has always been giving gifts to his children at the base of trees. Uh, that part, the base of trees. Why did he add the base of trees? Yeah, just say God's been giving gifts to his children. It was, I agree. That line 100% stuck out to me too, Bri. I was just like, I was like, wait, okay, wait, what? It's so specific. Like, and we don't, no one ever thinks of that. They're like, oh, God just is always blessing me underneath the shade of an elm. You know, this is <laughs> so a summer's bounty from god yeah. a, new, a, new, a new bicycle for christmas <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was in that was in uh i think matthew i think that was in matthew in book four where he gave uh joseph a bicycle yeah i love that passage here here's some more real stretching here abraham was given the gift of a son at the oaks of mamre well, the cedars of lebanon were given as materials for solomon's temple our salvation was given to us at the base of a tree. <laughs> okay. When he said Abraham was given a baby, I just want to say that Abraham had sex and a baby came out of a woman. <laughs> well, it's also like if you believe this was true, like if this was the real reason for a Christmas tree, would like fanatical Christian people not have a tree in their house all year? <laughs> like if God, like if God yes. truly created, if a tree was this central to the narrative, you oh, would no. have a tree in your house all year. 100%, Perk. right? Kirk has to hear this. You fucked him up. He's going to have to do it. There's no way you can get out of that. It's obligatory. This seems like one of the most important symbols in Christian Christianity now. Kirk Cameron just sweating on his back porch in August, drinking a hot chocolate. <laughs> well, and we didn't we didn't play that one part, but there is one part at the opening, the very end of the opening. He takes a sip of hot chocolate and he's like, what if they told us hot chocolate was bad? And it's like, that's nothing. That's not, that's literally nothing. You can just say that about anything. It's like, what if, what if all of a sudden people told you that sitting down was bad? Would you just yeah. stand for the rest of your life? Like, it's literally that. It's like, what? No one was saying ever that like hot chocolate should be banned. It's, it's so like, weird. I I think hot chocolate is like whatever, but you could extrapolate that to a substance that's way less fun, like toothpaste. What if somebody totally. just told you toothpaste was bad? You'd be like, 
okay. Like, I guess I'm not going to use toothpaste. Anymore. Like, I don't need toothpaste anymore. Yeah. It wouldn't so devastate weird. me at all. At all. So does no. this tree belong in your house? I don't Should it be loaded with fruit and lights and presents? Nobody loads our trees with fruit. Mm. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, the Part the red steam. Classic thing. And now that you know who the real Santa is, I got a question for you. Would you like to take a picture with him? Nope. I'm a 42-year-old man. Sounds like Boston's in the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, baby. So now it's just Kirk writing off his... Writing off some uh, uh, the holiday celebration at his. That's house. my yeah. That's my favorite. Uh, my favorite band, the Dropkick Marys. <laughs> <laughs> love those guys. They they fucking rock. Yeah, and so, I love and I love that. So it's DeAndre, and he's like, so 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 Christian is about to jump into Santa's lap, and he's like, oh shit, part the Red Sea. You know that classic thing Christians always say to instead of saying get out of the way. <laughs> You always hear that at church. Hey, oh, part the Red Sea. <laughs> like, wait, what? So I, I'm, I, I have like one more clip here. And uh, I think it had an interesting jumping off point here. Uh, he's going to apologize to his wife here. Uh, Christian's apologizing to his wife. Brian, I just understood what you meant, though. But yeah, he threw a $500,000 Christmas party and filmed it on an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. He fucked around with his buddy for 45 minutes, like away from everything else, and went back inside and filmed their dance party. It's 100% a write off. There's just no way. This part sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christmas, after all, is ultimately about making all things right. Not true. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I've made a lot of things wrong in the ensuing 364 okay? days. Honey, I've been a bit of a jerk this Christmas season. Yeah, you have. You deserve so much better. And this Christmas, I want to give you something I've been wanting to give you for a long time. My dick. What do you got in mind, Big Papa? Now, what happens in most stories at this point? I mean, if you were writing this story right now, what would you want to have happen? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think if you're him, you want to get, yeah, you want to get your fucking dick sucked, right? You teased it. Yeah, you pretty much said it. You know, uh, we expected that you were going to keep things Christian. Y'all went ahead and didn't. So what Look, would you want okay, to have happen? We, well, what she calls him <laughs> Big Papa. Yes, what and he, raises what? her eyebrows. She's ready to go. I, I expect yeah. them to find a bathroom and sneak away for 45 minutes like he just did with his fucking buddy. In the van. In the van. <laughs> yeah, yeah go back to the car. Was, everyone thought he was having sex in the van, but no, he was learning about Christmas from Kirk. <laughs> when he goes back in the van with his wife, the kids are like, whoa, dad really loves his van. No, he's, he's always in there. But yeah, like, what do you think we're thinking as an audience? She called him Big Papa, okay? Yeah. She is ready to get stuff. This is crazy. They're, they're also face-to-face in, like, it's almost time to kiss. Like yeah, piano section. music is playing. Yeah, like, it doesn't... I, I mean, obviously, I'm being vulgar for for a reaction. But yeah, like, even a kiss, like, what would you want to have happen? And then it's like, 
they're obviously not going to kiss. And it's just like, it's, it's like, oh, we're this movie's like that Christian where they're like, I bet you think they were going to kiss, but no, we don't kiss. He says you deserve better than that is what Kirk says after like here. Uh, here's the, well, but here's the thing is that here's what I was trying to say earlier is that this is what confused the shit out of me is that Kirk was like a character in the movie, but also is the narrator. And it's just like the dialogue, the dialogue just gets so mixed up. And then he's also talking about the way he made the movie. He's just everywhere. It's so wild. Okay. I'm going to fix that for you, Brad. I'm going to explain this all to you. Kirk that is talking at the beginning of the movie uh-huh. in the chair. That's the narrator. Kirk in the car uh, is Kirk in the car, like gotcha. at the party. Yeah. So gotcha. the narrator is still sitting in that chair by the Christmas tree, just fucking woofing down hot chocolate. And then the Kirk in the movie gotcha. is in the movie being smug. So it's like, he's just like, it's Kirk times two is, gotcha. is what I Kirk would say. Squared. Yeah. The cliche kiss, right? But if we've learned one thing in all this, let's not forget that sometimes our heroes do the unexpected. Well, we didn't learn that. There was no hero. I went ahead and just organized a hip-hop dance crew that encompasses all the joy and gospel burst and excitement that I alone as one man just cannot express. No, really, I did. Hit it, DeAndre! Oh, man, I got just a track for you. How about some Family Force 5? Angels, we have heard oh hi. <laughs> Come on, people, let's do this. Yeah. He talks like Terrence. <laughs> God squatting here. You know what we do. So this that's the Family Force the Five. Family Force Five, a, a, a white Christian hip-hop group. You got to play it, though, because it's so crazy bad. This one is surprisingly bad. Sometimes they get it right. They copy stuff. But the silent night on this is so fucking disrespectful to Christianity, in my opinion. The way well, that they sing all- it. Well, and it's also just like, again, I mean, we've talked about this at the start, but like running out of time in your movie and real and realizing it's too short and then being like, you know what we should do a TikTok dance with all of our own children for six straight minutes is an extremely strange way of padding out a movie's runtime. And just so, so arrogant because the two best dancers are in the back and the people up front are not in sync at all. It was so frustrating. I, it was so hard for me to watch. I was pinching my fucking legs. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was awful. I, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the whole thing. I had to skip it. I did. It was like my balls went back into my abdomen. <laughs> like, I, couldn't, I couldn't watch it. It was aw- like I watched the first like minute and then I fast forwarded a little bit just to see because, you know, you get the little picture preview. I was like, yeah. How long does this go? And then when I saw it was like six minutes, I was like, there's absolutely no way I can make it through six minutes of this. I watched the whole uh, thing and then same. also went through the credits and to make sure I caught all of the uh, uh, the, the bloopers. bloopers. Yeah, I, oh, could, yeah. I couldn't make it there. As soon as them credits rolled, I fucking threw a hammer through my television. I did not <laughs> want to... Like I turned the TV, I hit the power off. Like I just, I just, just done immediately. Left the PlayStation running and everything. I was like, "Fuck this! I do not, cannot do that right now." So here's a little bit of a, Family Force Five, a real yes. band. I love this song. Uh, God Squad, you know how we do. Ooh, 
Marshall Foss is in the house, kicking it old school, the enemy, <laughs> you know how we do it, I'll toss some crowns and tennis, let's do this baby, oh! Angels we have burned all night, sweetly singing o'er the flames, and the mountains oh in reply, echoing their joyous strain. I guess if you're a Christian musician, I guess I would say this is like your Super Bowl. Like, you know, you have a song that could hit mainstream if it's Christmassy enough and doesn't say Jesus too much. You know, yes, you, you want something for Christian kids to go to school and it sounds like they're listening to 100 Gex. Someone might, yeah. if they heard it out of their <laughs> headphones, they're like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know Christy Boy listens to 100 Gex. <laughs> well, this is also uh, like the lead singer really, I guess maybe this is why Darren uh, Donut uh, loved this because it she sounds like Tom DeLonge or she or it has a very Tom DeLonge like uh, or the planes where it excels this day. Yo, like it's very I'm like, holy fuck, man, it's impossible to listen so to whiny. that song. So whiny. It's all oh, that sucked, man. So I'm going to go one. Uh, uh, that was the movie. We did finish the whole movie. Uh, Kirk then says, all right, everybody let's feast. So then you got the camera on the table while there's a bunch of food. That meal was all written off in taxes, uh, yeah. paid for by the corporation that made this movie. <laughs> yeah, just I looked am- like a crate and barrel commercial. Yeah. But this is like this. That was what I was waiting for the whole time. Uh, when they raised the glasses of alcohol, I was like, "Oh, damn!" I wasn't expecting that. I thought you were to avoid that all the way. But you know, like, like John said, like he was really hammering home. Like, no, it's just do regular Christmas. It's what actually is in the Bible. Is is how we're supposed to do Christmas? Is how we uh, cur- currently do it? Uh, yeah, Brett. Uh, have you ever heard of the Bible? Uh, guess what drink is in there? Wine. Okay. There's <laughs> yeah. wine in the Bible. So it makes it okay for us to have wine at the birth of Jesus. All right. Yeah. But <laughs> I, with the hot chocolate obsession, I was expecting, expecting teetotaling. I think that's what surprised me. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. For sure. It definitely was a little bit, uh, after, after they ducked out of the kiss, uh, it, it seemed like we we're just going to go, we we're going to go straight devout all the way. So I, I do agree with you there. Yeah. So one last thing before we go, this is a wonderful movie. I highly recommend it. I really enjoyed it. Um, one more Darren Doan, uh, meme <laughs> that I'd read for you. This one Hashtag. has him standing oh, with it. his hands in his pockets. And looking down, and it says $30 Walmart, head to toe steez. I never wanted a sponsorship. I don't need it. I'll wear what I want. I'm the brand. Don't it. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> He's making moves. As if Walmart was going to sponsor him. Like, yeah. as if Walmart doesn't sponsor anybody, first of all. Second of all, they're not sponsoring fucking Darren Donut. He's making well, he. He goes to Walmart because Nike wants to sponsor him. Or, well, right. I guess he never wanted a Nike sponsorship. But, uh, yeah, $30 Walmart, head to toe, Steez. Steez. Don't it, baby. Don't it. Don't it. Well, well I, go ahead. I am going to say this John Cullen, Cullen the, Cullen the comic, right, John? Yep. 
Yep. I always think it's mm-hmm. either Colin the comedian for some reason, but yeah. uh no, Cullen the comic, which is like not the best Twitter at, but uh, John bad. Cullen, pretty com- pretty common name. <laughs> so you just kind of have to, you got to roll with the punches, you know? So yeah, yeah, you, yeah Cullen the comic. Uh, you can follow Blocked Party at Blocked Party Pod. And, yeah, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for watching this horrible movie. Uh, I do want to hey, say anytime. Uh, Block Party, one of my favorite podcasts. I listen every week. I listen to the Dino episode today. It cracked Thank me up. You. Thank um, you. We've gotten a lot of compliments on that episode. Dino is—he's uh, an interesting guy. Dino, I've you know, for—I've known him for a long time, and he's—he's he's an interesting dude. But yes, I—I I, I loved having him on the show. It was great. Yeah, when Brian and I started, we were making fun of because uh, the Buckeyes is a college team in town, and that's like the big football team. Yep. And we got a lot of people mad at us for saying like, "Why are forty-year-old men wearing nineteen-year-olds' names on their back?" <laughs> And so, so you I felt, enjoyed that argument. Yes, I felt yeah, like right at home there. It was perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for doing it. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see the rest of you listeners. I don't know. Eventually. Next uh, week. Once again. Yeah, I think I have Omicron, but maybe not. We'll see. If Brett dies, then we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, I I'm not going to fucking die from it, but <laughs> no, you're boosted. You're all good, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Guys, I'm going to close out this window and it's going to hang up on all of you. John, I will talk to you Monday. Brett, I will talk to you tomorrow. Peace.